three, two, one. Today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. We recently joined as a member and you can too. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. Don't forget to add the two-on-one podcast in the how did you hear about Podgo section of your application. Now get ready for the rest of the episode. Take two, Alex. We're back. Yeah. We're, uh, it worked. It worked. Yeah. I'm not going to get kicked out of my own Zoom call this time, I swear. How are you, man? I'm uh, I'm excited. Busy day, right? No, not really. Well, not for you, I guess. Montreal signed like two guys, three guys. Yeah, they re-signed Xavier Ouellette and Victor Mete. I saw a guy they signed. I just don't remember his name. Yeah? If I'm being honest. I, I'll find it. I'll find it. Oh, yeah. No, I remember. It's that. a no name. It's a no name. No offense to the guy, obviously. Brandon, uh, Brandon Baddock. Yeah, was- that last name sounds familiar, but um, I, I don't want to just take a guess. So, Why are you excited? What just happened a few minutes ago? <laughs> TJ Brody signed with the Leafs. I'm, listen, I couldn't be, I couldn't be happier here. Um, Mm -hmm. I guess you want to start with that? Yeah, I mean, it it was about four minutes after Steve Danko tweeted about the anniversary of the Kadri trade and people saying, maybe something's going to happen tonight and get us excited. And he's like, don't get my Steven. Oh, Steven. And then then all of a sudden I get a tweet notification of Steve Danko saying, it took four minutes in all capitals. And I realized, ah, I see something's happened. And then what do I see when I open Twitter? Elliot Freeman saying... Brody to Toronto. I mean, talk about Brody here. All three of you, uh, Daniel and I, had him on, you know, a potential defenseman the Leafs could acquire. What does he bring to the Leafs? Why would you bring in TJ Brody? Let me read you some advanced statistics. Oh, no. Outlet pass completions, 8.6 per game. Uh, That's defensive rank of 49th. Stretch pass completions, 2.4 per game. Defensive rank 23rd defensive. This is the one, this is the one defensive turnover rate. Cause we know how much Toronto turns over the puck 10% per game that ranks ninth among all defensemen. So he's responsibly, so he's defensively responsible. Yeah. So he can play next to more. I think the biggest thing, and, and I've said this about a hundred times on this podcast, um, is they need to get someone who can play with Riley and who can properly play on the right side. Like Ron Hansey could play defensively. Okay. But it was a nightmare for him to play on the right side. Nikita Zaitsev. I I don't even need to explain. Right. And I think he, I think this is by far the best partner he's had. Um, while he while he's played with the Leafs, I really don't have any complaints. Uh, I guess we haven't said the contract. It's four years at five million dollars. I mm. don't mind that deal at all. Like it still gives them cap space to kind of move around. And I mean, they're right now they're three million over the cap, 
but it's better than what they were what they were gonna sign Petrangelo to, which is at least three million dollars more. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> that is a very good point. I might as well ask you this now because the conversation. I think I was going between TSN's coverage and Sportsnet's. They mostly, mostly like TSN because I like I really like their setup, right? Mm-hmm. And I switched from TSN to Sportsnet at one point because the Petrangelo to Toronto stuff came up. But as I switched to Sportsnet, they were having the same conversation. Yeah. I mean, is it is it fair to say that the TJ Brody signing sort of takes Toronto out of the Petrangelo? Yes, yes. You don't even need to finish the sentence. You don't even need to finish the sentence. Yeah. I like that. Absolutely. So so then the top four for the Leafs next year, we can say, is a Riley-TJ Brody sort of combination, Mm -hmm. which probably was the original plan, but Kadri nixed the deal last year. I heard it was both. I I heard it was both ways because I heard TJ Brody also had Toronto on his no trade list. Really? I remember reading that and I don't want to say it's a hundred percent. I do remember reading that at the time or whenever it came out. Well, so I guess, I guess things have changed. Change mind. I, and I'd assume things, I'd assumed uh, some things have changed. I mean, listen, they could still make another addition to the right side if they wanted to, mm-hmm. um, because they don't really have an actual right defense, right-handed defenseman, or a defenseman who's played on the right side who can slot in the third pair. Right now, I was looking, I don't remember, I think it was Jonas Siegel who put it out, had um, Dermot and Lettinen, Dermot on the left, Lettinen on the right. I know Lettinen's played on the right a bit in the KHL or in Sweden, but like it's not the same as playing on the right in the NHL. Like It's just a different beast. Yeah, different rink sizes and whatnot. I wonder, well, I mean, they're going to have to move someone. And I think the obvious name names are Kerfoot and Janssen. And I think, we, and, and I guess we'll get to it in a bit or whenever you want to, the Wayne Simmons signing, um, mm-hmm. that kind of makes someone expendable on the bottom six. And I do think that is Andreas Janssen, unfortunately. We might as well sort of tackle all the least stuff while, while we're sure talking. let's do it because um, i got a bunch see since like, since he was a flyer when there was terms still on it when he was still 20 30 goal wayne simmons yeah there's always been whispers of him wanting to come back to toronto his dogs are here and if you have a dog you understand um i mean look look at mike and his dog his little German Shepherd Kilo. He wants to be with him. Yeah. Uh, it's one year, 1.5, full trade protection. I think Anthony Stewart broke it. And I feel like Wayne Simmons was like, yo, this is what's up, man. Take it. And Freedom yeah. was just like, I'll let you take this one. No. Um, he did take less. We will mention it now. It was between uh, the Habs and the Leafs. And he decided, you know what? The Habs did give more money. He's like, I'm mm-hmm. going to take a discount. And I'm going to go home. Which, I mean... I, if Leafs fans weren't happy enough to get Wayne Simmons, I imagine that just puts him even more into the good books, that he's taken that yeah. discount, yeah. especially with the top guys not doing so. He's definitely been like, you know what, guys? I'm well, happy. He knows his t- role. What, what does Wayne Simmons? Well, Tavares technically took a discount. Oh, I, I'm just uh, saying. TSN he, argues. But oh, anyway, we'll get we'll get to it. We'll get to Tavares because I, I had not stuck because they do have some comments about that three letter okay. organization. Um, 
Wayne Simmons here. I think we talked about it. We either talked about it last episode. I know we talked about it last night when we were texting that Wayne Simmons on this team is max a third line player mm-hmm. based on, because I believe he plays on the right, right? Like, I don't know if he's interchangeable. Just my, I I've seen him on multiple occasions. He's a right, he's a right winger. And I don't think like you can move Willie to the left, whatever. He's a third line player. Like you're not, I don't think it makes sense to put him up there. In my eyes, you have two guys in Hyman and Mikheyev who fit on your top six as wingers. You're fine. He he finally adds grit, like the actual grit to this team. And Kyle Clifford did a really good job at that. My understanding was apparently Dubis offered Clifford three years at over a million dollars and Clifford declined. So Ooh. you can go, whatever. Like, that's fine. No, nothing against Clifford. It's just, okay, like you don't take that, you don't take it. Um, but I, I do like this deal. Like it's been rumored for how many how many years? Like last summer it was rumored. I don't know. Like I do enjoy the deal. He's probably a fourth line guy. You're going to see a fourth line probably of Engvall, Spezza, Simmons, and Engvall and Spezza will interchange on that center role. Mm-hmm. I, I do like the deal. Like that guy's probably gonna beat the crap out of somebody. <laughs> He's sort of that Corey Perry, um, like Yoni Gore type of you hate playing against him. Yeah. Um, but he's just he's a playoff type of player. You know, the the old Bergevin saying there are players who get you to the playoffs and players that get you through the playoffs. And that's exactly um, what yeah. Simmons is. I, I do like, I think today was a success for the Leafs in terms of free agency. Oh yeah. Um, uh, I don't think it's the, I, I don't think Dubas is done. Like I think he's going to go out there and sign some depth, depth pieces. Making trades too, as we, as uh, you mentioned with uh, the likes of Yonson and that. Yeah. Uh, can I just be, like there be trades coming? I think they're, I have a feeling there will be trades coming. Can I just go on a bit of a tyrant here um, about what it's about Tavares and it's about Amirov. Like I I slept on the Amirov pick just because I'm like, okay, I I didn't get the sense of how like who Amirov was. Cause if I'm being honest, I, I I actually didn't know who Amirov was. And I actually, the draft episode we did and you get everyone's reaction on Amirov and see how I know like a lot of us knew. I didn't really know who he was. And I was, and I, instead I actually did my research and found out who Amirov was. Um, Oh, that was such an, I'm sorry. Like in my opinion, your job is to be an hockey expert and give takes based on on what you know and i understand you don't know anything at the time of sending that tweet so learn like go out and learn something and, and then give your take on it like i don't think that's how it works i understand i don't understand that yeah like um, i get it's your first whatever mm-hmm. i do like the amirov pick because it's the bet it was in his, kyle dubas's eyes it was the best player available and it fills it doesn't necessarily fill the need at the moment. It needs, it, it's going to have to fill the need in a couple of years, which is they're going to need that. You're going to have to resign Hyman. You're going to have to resign Riley and you're going to need cheap guys on ELCs to come in. And that guy seems like a good player in the KHL. 
you know what I always find interesting about the draft? And they're like, yo, this is going to address a need at 15th overall. And you think, man, it's going to take two or three years for these players. At least. Just, it, I've always found that really interesting. It's like, they need this guy. It's like, well, yeah, but not yet. Well, no, they so, do. But he's not ready. It's so it's really he, weird. Yeah, like you're going to you're gonna go out there and get Braden Schneider 19, or 15th overall, hypothetically, or Kaden Gooley, whichever one. And by the way, say it. You, it's how how do you pronounce it? So, he, I heard it. Michel Lacroix asked Caden Gooley himself. It is Mike is wrong here. It's not Ghoul. It's pronounced Caden Gooley. Okay. From his mouth. Caden. Okay. Okay. We'll get and then we'll get to Montreal in a bit. Those guys are not going to be ready for at least a couple of years that lets Sandine develop that lets Dermot develop that gets us to see what Lettinen is. And that gets Kyle Dubas to do what he did today and sign TJ Brody. They still have Timothy Lilligren. So what, what need is he addressing at the moment? Nothing. He addresses nothing at the moment. He addresses an issue three or four years down the line when the Leafs, uh, prospects just like those guys at TSN said is is like gone because you know they actually developed them properly and it puts them in a better position like that goalie they took in the fourth round I, I want to bring this up I actually I, I somehow found him a few months ago on hockey DB I clicked his page by accident I'm like All damn right. that would be a good guy that'd be a good guy for a team to pick up in the draft and it just happened to be the leaves and like, that's a guy who you now have in the prospect in your prospect pool. Mm -hmm. yeah, I feel really bad for, for that. How do you say his name again? Who? That's the Russian, the Russian winger. We all believe he is. Oh, uh, Rodion Amirov. Rodion Amirov. First yeah. of all, that's a really cool name. It is Which a you know name. with me goes a long way. Yeah. But like I really hope he does not he does not have Twitter. Cause I saw after that, because obviously whenever we're done with the show, the first thing I do is somehow I just go on Twitter. Yeah. Even though we check it at the end of the show. And I was just seeing so much about this kid. And I was like, man, they're buffoons. Just, just breathe a bit. Buffoons. Just breathe. Okay. Do you want to get the last sort of oh, stuff off oh. your chef? Should we get the John Tavares thing? I didn't even finish the clip. You did, though, right? Okay, yeah. So for context, what a joke. Somehow, I don't know how this happened. TSN, and it was like Craig Button. It was uh, it was Mike, Mike Johnson, Johnson, Brian Hayes, wicked. Brian Hayes, like, like Carlo Coliacolo, the typical fellas. Somehow the discussion of how the like the Tavares signing and whether it was good or bad for the Leafs came up. And I think all but one of them said it was a terrible idea. And I can't yeah. remember, was it was it Hayes who said it was I think good? it was John's. I don't know who said it was I didn't finish the clip, Adam. Well, anyway. As soon as I like I thought they were gonna say, Oh, it was Mike Johnson who said, you know, he's a good player. It's just you know, as the days go on, he's uh, each day he's getting older. Thank See, you for explaining you me. Thank you for explaining me how it works. I didn't know that's how age works. See, it's weird because Mike Johnson is normally very good. Yeah. And he came in and made a save because Pierre Maguire was saying the Leafs don't know how to team build. 
And he's like, Tampa does. And then Mike Johnson was just like, no, I think they won because Victor Hedman's a guy. Like, like Mike Johnson's one of my favorite people in hockey. But like, if you want to make the point where the contract, like everyone knows like maybe those last two years because of like Tavares' legs are going to not look the best. We know that. Mm-hmm. Like hockey sense doesn't go though. Mm-hmm. If you want to make a point of like the Leafs are, way, are wasting the best years of the contract, fine. But at the time, like, and even now, the Tavares contract is not what's screwing the Leafs. It is, and it's not Nylander's contract because that's no, a very fair market value. You exactly know who it is. The extra money from Matthews, but he's a bit he's more worth it. Yeah. And Mitch Martin. Mm-hmm. That's the issue. It's not Tavares. I don't know what they're doing. So can we go through, like, just uh, here's an idea. The the Tampa Bay Lightning, who are their tough guys? Patrick Maroon? Who's yeah. the guys that they all praised, did such a good job at being grinders? Yanni Gord. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So Yanni Gord, Blake Coleman, Barclay Goudreau, Patrick Maroon. Like the bottom guys, bottom six guys who – Everyone says Toronto needs to sign. They were Coleman, Goudreau, Maroon. Who else? Um, you could say like a guy like Luke Shen was that. Luke um, Shen. Coburn is sort of like okay. that. Besides um, that, it's, you, the rest of those guys are just, they play hard, and, but they've got skill in their, a lot of skill in their game. Do you know what every single one of those players have in common? Um, what's that, Alex? They weren't drafted by the damn team. They weren't. None of them were drafted by the Tampa Bay Lightning. God Some forbid. Of them were drafted. Period. God forbid. Except Yanni Gord, right? Yanni Gord. I I th- believe he was undrafted. So they signed and developed him. Yes. Goudreau, uh, Goudreau, Coleman, Maroon signed, uh, or traded or signed this year. Luke Shen signed this year. Um, Who did I miss? Uh, Coburn. Coburn was traded to the team in 2015. God, God forbid, Kyle Dubas signs a, drafts a skilled player in the first round. God forbid. Do you like? I have it here. I I did some research. Remember the names I asked you to oh, come up yeah, with. Yeah. This is what it was for. Just give you tough guys. Yeah. Yeah. Two of them were drafted in the first round. Tom Wilson, who's actually like kind of okay at the game and Corey Perry, who again is also kind of good at the game, like in his prime. That's a a former heart winner. Okay. Like Reeves fifth round, Josh Anderson, fourth round, Lucic Simmons, Clifford McQuaid, all second round. God forbid Kyle Dubas drafts a forward in the first round who is skilled. God. So it's honestly so annoying. Yeah, I'm fine. Okay. Um, <laughs> then are we good. Are we good to go on with the signing. Oh, can we do? I didn't finish the Tavares thing. I just realized. Oh, I yeah, just yeah. think it's really ignorant. That's such an ignorant way of looking at it. Because, okay, Tavares put up 47 goals in his first year, and y'all like everyone was kissing his ass. This year, he has a child. So, like, I think we brought this up on the podcast. Probably he's losing some sleep. Like, let's Hold just on, be real. Let me ask the source. Hey, mom, how difficult is it having a child? It's more difficult on the woman than the man. Sleep schedule, Liza. How terrible is it? 
Exactly. The first years. Right. Right. Okay. So probably not getting a lot of sleep. And you ever like not gotten your eight hours and you've just last night, last night, all of today. And now imagine the physical toll of sports, right? Like the travel. And, and you broke your thumb at one point and had to come back playing. Right. And I gar- and I can almost promise the way he played, he looked like he came back early. But no, yes. John Tavares is the problem with this team. If it wasn't for John Tavares, this team would be a cup contender. Okay? I'm saying it right now. They could have given that money to a uh, guy. I don't know. Like, who just give me a tough guy who was like Corey Perry? Give him six. You know what? They could have given Wayne Simmons ten million dollars instead of the five that New Jersey gave him. Yeah. Well, that's it um, for me. That's it. I'm we done. Good, we good yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have anything else to say about Toronto. First off, um, can we talk about how boring the draft and free agency was in general? Well, the first day of the of the draft was like literally. The only trades that happened were trading down. But even like the second day of the draft took so long. Normally it's a That is true. I remember last year when I was in, not last year, like the first year I was in Montreal, my family and I went out to breakfast. Yeah. And I remember it had, the second round had just started. And by the time I had ordered my like cheese crepe, it was in the third round. And like this place is like two minutes up the road. I'm like, yeah. what's happening here? Because it's just normally blitz, 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 blitz. But I think it was on till like seven o'clock. It was. I watched almost the entire thing, and I couldn't give you a reason why. I stopped like halfway. Once the Habs um, selected Jan Mizak, I was like, all right, I'm, I'm out of this. You know what I think? Oh, look at it. Up. You know what I think they did wrong is that like usually in the draft, I don't think they bring up a team guy to announce every pick, right? I believe it's Bill Daly who just says, okay, the Detroit Red Wings with the 33rd overall pick select whoever this time. So whoever, so I, it was Brian Lawton, Anand Verk and Dave Reed. Dave Reed's the guy I thought I recognized. I have no idea who he was. On the NHL network broadcast. Uh, Yeah. Who I think the fact that they went from 1130 to like seven o'clock, like man, I praise them for that. They were joking about getting out of there at one. Yeah, good one. Um, so they were talking. Then that went to B- B- Bill Daly, and then Bill Daly said, "We have the thirty third overall pick. The Detroit Red Wings will select." Oh. And then he threw it to Detroit. Like, come on. It was even the first round when Batman kept doing it, and I remember like. Ugh. It's amazing how quickly Bergevin was at the podium to select Gouli. And it was just like, we're waiting for like the analyst. It was like they were waiting for whoever was on TV to finish their bit, throw it to Gary with this selection. We had like, just hurry up. It's like when Gary gives his long-winded speeches when he gives the cup. Gary, no one cares. Just give them the cup and get out of there. You're do you not want, the star of the show. Uh, do you want to talk about the two, I guess, significant trades that went down at the at the draft? Sure. I mean, uh, well, what even was it? Like Benino and... Benino to... Pick, uh, let me pull it up. I couldn't tell you off the top of my head. It was Benino, a couple picks for Luke Cunning and... Um, 
that tells you how much I remember from this draft. Those were the things. Picks become very messy at the draft because it's not even like secondary. It's like 47, all this kind of Here, I got so uh so the Minnesota Wild acquired Nick Bonino and a second round pick, which was 37th overall, and a third round pick, which was 70, 70th overall, for the signing ranks of Luke Cunning and a 2020 fourth round pick, which was 101st. I know Minnesota wants centermen, but they just keep bringing in a bunch of centermen that are kind of like meh. Wasn't Luke Cunning a centerman? I think he was. Like I know here it has him as a right winger center, so I have a feeling that maybe he's right wing dominant. He, um, yeah, but. he has. I think they he's tried, and it's kind of like the Galchenyuk stuff of like we don't trust him. Yeah, like I think it makes sense for. There's a part of me that says it makes sense for both teams because there. I think that Nashville needs to try something different. And they they did cap. and they did clear cap, obviously buying out Steve Santini for I don't think there was much there anyways, and uh, Kyle Turris, which is like two million dollars for the next eight years, which is loads of fun. Um, and, and I think you know maybe getting younger or bringing in some like new blood would be would be kind of helpful for the team. Um, they do need to shake up. Actually, I, I think Luke Cunning is a center because he took like almost 500 face-offs, which is the most in his career. So it's more just, you know, let's bring in playoff Nick Benino, who hasn't been a playoff performer since his time in yeah. Pittsburgh. I'm not entirely sure. Like, I I guess there's the Benino-Bill Guerin connection. and we, But that's okay. It, it's only a problem when, smart, when uh, nerds do it, right? Just to be clear, when they bring in their own their old guys, realize how stupid hockey men really are. Well, no, it's so only an issue when, right? It's only an issue when one when someone outside of that group does it. It's so ridiculous. What was, what was the second deal, Elias Anderson? No, the second deal was Matt Murray. Oh yeah, that's a pretty big. I remember I had him on the notes as Matt Murray's now a said. Yeah. And then I moved it because I put him to free agency. Yeah. Oh, okay. And for, they got him for nothing. A second round pick and Jonathan Gruden, which is a fourth round pick. I believe he's in the AHL now, anyways. And with all the pick the Sens have, that's. And and the out the the funny thing was the Penguins picked a goaltender with the fifty second overall pick. Oh no! Wow. Joel Blomqvist. They had a Ottawa had a sneaky, really good weekend. Yeah, or they weekend, did. Sorry, they did. They 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 did. Except, I mean, there's a couple moves I would have criticized, but it's it's really not that big a deal. What what I know you're very critical of Matt Murray, and I don't think he's the goalie that he. He was, but I think, in my opinion, I think he's gone through some personal struggles. And then I also don't think it helps that you kind of kicked out a a franchise goaltender with that team. So I think you have the fan base against you too. Yeah. So I do, I I really do think that a fresh start and, and I think it's a, it's funny. There's a couple goalies that kind of that move today that, a fresh start would be really good for them. And Matt Murray's one of them, that yeah. fresh start. And, you know, what are your expectations in Ottawa? See, are they going to be good? 
Probably not. No. But last year they were very much like you know they were they were fun. Yeah. They were bad, but it's like you know what they're watchable bad. I think it's going to be more the same. Um, I, I mean. They got rid of one of their best defensive guys in Mark Boretsky. Yeah, so, yeah, they I did. Mean, but Matt Murray had to deal with 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 um Jack Johnson. <laughs> Jack Johnson, he's not a Ranger. So uh, like expectations, you know what? When I saw a video chat with Matt Murray about it, I noticed man, he looks exhausted. I don't know if he was just partying the day before. Hopefully not, because COVID. Um, Ontario just got a new high. Oh yeah, I think it'll benefit him. Yeah. Um, what do you think of the deal? Okay, is it four or five years? Four. I thought it was. It's four. Four years, okay. six point two five. I think it's fair, um, because you because his 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 Arbrights would have put him around there anyway. Right. And, and I mean, regardless of like the opinions I've had of the guy, he has pedigree behind him and mm-hmm. for, it feels like he's been around the league forever he's still really young and goalies have this weird thing of, of just like normally they take a lot longer to develop unless you're a few there are a few obvious cases where it's like you know carry price at like 22 but mm-hmm. um I, I think i i hope he sort of returns to previous form when he got to win two stanley cups as a rookie technically because that's fun um yeah, uh, good pickup for Ottawa and good for Matt Murray for a new thing, a uh, new change of uh, scenery. I hope Absolutely. Eric Carlson loved it there. I'm sure Ottawa is nice and peaceful, just because none of the fans are around there. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, we should probably, uh, I think it'd be remiss to not just mention, um, like, well wishes, best wishes to Guy Lafleur, who unfortunately, once again, is fighting cancer. Um, yeah. I, uh, Did we talk? Was it, it on is, last episode or was it not? I, I don't know. I don't think uh, so because I know Mike like texted when he came out. Right. Um, you know, of the original sort of uh, like Ken Dryden is obviously still with us, but of like the flying Frenchman of Habs greats, you know, they just lost on Richard. Maurice Richard's unfortunately been gone for a few years. He is sort of one of the last, like, of the greats that are still there. Um, Patrick Wall's a bit different because the guy retired, like, in, like the early 2000s. Yeah. He's coaching in that. But you just, like, just well wishes to the guy. Because he's always, the Habs alumni have always tried their best to be around the team. And I think it does wonders for those guys in the room to be able to walk and see these guys. Like, man, that's Guy Lafleur. That's our like our franchise's leading scorer right there. Mm-hmm. That means something. So I really hope the guy recovers. Um, in in like the Q and A thing I was at yesterday, of like, of course, Jeff Molson. Everyone said like, well wishes to the guy. So just hang in there, Guy. We love you. Yeah. I love you so much. He's got a he's got a statue in front of the Bell Center. He's one of the greats. Alex, I want to I want to ask you one thing though, very quickly. How okay. much does Carey Price make a year? Uh, ten point something. So I was watching free agency earlier. And I just thought oh. you'd like a little joke of this, and like I'm obviously watching with my mom, and she's like, 
how much does Carrie Price make? I'm like, makes $10 million. He's like, that's what I thought. I'm like, she's like, that's a good deal. I'm like, well, what do you mean? She's like, so over the eight years, he makes 10 million. I'm like, oh, oh. no, no, no. He makes I can't do this. <laughs> I can't do the math in my head, but it's a lot more than ten million dollars. Like one point seven or something. I'd be like, yeah, sure, that's great. I wish. Well, they uh, not everyone. Not listen. Not million. not everyone can be like David Pasternak and just play for the love of the game, right? Man, Carrie Carrie did not do this team any favor. He's just like, you know what? I want my absolutely, money. I want absolutely my money. not. I'll tell you one thing. Why should he? Kind of bad for. Let's of course, Schneider got bought out. But you know what? During the bubble uh, and the playoffs and that, there were a few games that I caught the NBC streams of, and he yeah. was there doing uh, doing analysis. And that. He was really good. I mean, apparently he was still wants to play. So, Really? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's Corey. <laughs> no. No. Let's see. I think – you look good in the suit, buddy. You don't his his buyout's two million for the next four years. I don't necessarily think that's such a bad, a bad thing. Better than six million. Yeah. Honestly, like I don't. Yeah, I don't really think that's a that's a bad thing. They still haven't hit the cap floor. Um, really? Well, I mean, they got a couple things. I guess they still have to resign Mackenzie Blackwood and Jesper Bratt, and they still got to like actually fill out a roster here. But <laughs> it's funny, they still have Subban on the books for another year. Yeah, nine million, two years, two years, two years, two years. Yeah. All right. Um, we can mention some troubled souls here very quickly. Uh, Jesse Pulley Harvey yeah. signed and is coming back to Edmonton. And at the same time, Lias Anderson has been traded from the Rangers during the draft to the Kings, another young sort of reclamation project for the Kings. What do you make of these? Uh, this pair of moves. Uh, the Elias Anderson trade didn't really come to, wasn't really much of a surprise to me. Like we all knew they were going to move him out. It was just a matter of what team was kind of going to take him on. He didn't really want to be there anymore. I'd be like, I'm interested to see what, what he, what happens in LA. Cause you know, yes, they have a lot of centers in LA where like Kopitar now Byfield, uh Gabe Velarde, Akil Thomas, I mean, I think they might even throw him in the NHL. Like, I don't see why they don't try throwing him in the NHL next year or whenever he comes back. I don't remember if his loan is for the full the full year as well. Uh, to go to Jesse Pugliarvi, I mean, that guy, let me, I'm going to pull up uh, how he played in, I believe, the in Liga last year. In 56 games with Carpath, 53 points. Hey, going home and having a great season, I imagine that just wonders for your confidence. Absolutely. And I think what's going to be, you know, it's going to be an underrated third line next year. And it, it could be underrated if the guys perform. Tyler Ennis, Kyle Turris, Jesse Pugliarvi. Yeah. Turris is, let's mention him now, signed a two-year, by the way, a lot of two-year deals today. If anyone's yeah. wondering why. Expansion. Seattle. You need that expansion, um, yeah, and Kyle a lot Turris, of back and a lot of backloaded deals. Sorry. Yes, yeah. Kyle Turris, two-year deal, one point six five AAV, and a lot of made was a lot. Sorry, a lot was made of Kyle Turris is playing Nashville because Laviolette just didn't agree with him, and you know, obviously John Hines and the rest of the team, you know, didn't perform for the rest of the season. But 
under the Oilers system, Kyle Turris could be great. And do you know what? I am rooting for this guy because he is such a nice human being. I remember when he got traded out of Ottawa, all the talk was about how much community work this guy did. Yeah. Kyle Terrace. Third I think, center. I think he'll be great for the room and on the ice for the team. Like, mm-hmm. unfortunately, Andreas Athanasiu didn't work out as Connor McDavid's winger or really as third line. Like, he kind of did work as third line center, but then you what you're going to pay him $3 million or whatever his QO was, and now he's UFA. I still think that was obviously – listen, obviously – who would have guessed Mike Green was going to retire? And but now you gave up two second round picks for twenty games of Athens. I think poor man, asset management. Maybe he'll come back, but mm-hmm. I think a team will take him on. Um, but yeah, man, like I think that Kyle Turris deal, he fits as third line center for that mm-hmm. team, and good for them, I'm, I guess. I'm wondering, Alex. Because free agency, there are still a lot of names out there. There are a lot of names. A lot of names. Only like one of the big five, and we'll talk about Markstrom later, signed to that. I wonder how many guys aren't going to have a place to play this year. And it sucks. Um, It's kind of going to be like the lockout when everyone has to go overseas. Well, I think if we we go down the list, I think we're going to find some guys. Like you know what the you know what happened, and I think what kind of threw a wrench into the mix is that a lot of guys did not get qualifying offers, and that probably that heavily expanded the UFA pool. And now they're like people are like okay, like let's just let, let's swoop in, grab that guy on the cheap, like a guy like Vinny Hinestroza, right? I believe he he wasn't qualified. Florida picked him up for a million dollars for one year. Mm-hmm. But like that was the guy I was telling you last night. Like I think that's a good guy the Leafs could pick up. Like that's a great bottom six player on your team. Mm-hmm. Florida did a couple moves today. They signed Gudis, Radko Gudis, for three years, two point five per. They got Alex Wenberg for a year, less than three yeah. million dollars there. And then yeah, Vinny Hinnestros. They they do have work to do. But I think they Lots did of work. really safe. And and brought in some good players. They, they did. Like, I yeah. Well, you know, they brought in. I, I want to make sure he's right hand, not right handed here. Marcus Nudivara, uh, that they brought in yesterday for a fifth yes. round pick or whatever, yeah. which was absolutely absolutely nothing. That could potentially finally be a guy for Aaron Ekblad. Um. I'm just, yeah, it's just an idea. Like, I think they have, you know, Mackenzie Weger still an RFA, and I know there's Lee fans saying, hey, bring Mackenzie Weger in. Bill Zito said, B- Bill Zito's quote was, he's a Florida Panther. <laughs> so I, I don't really know what what's going on on that front, but I think their D is be- like better than what it was. Like Radko, I don't know, but listen, the Radko Gudis two and a half for three years. Are you comfortable paying a third pair guy two and a half million dollars? Not in this economy. Not in no, this right? And I think that's what they did. Yeah. Right. So I, I'm not like that's a 
tricky deal to look at, especially because you lost Hoffman and Dadnov. For me, at least, right? That it's just an iffy deal to see, and they could go back and sign one of those guys. I do like the Hinnestros. I said I like. I'm interested in the Wenberg deal at five million dollars or four point nine. Not a big fan of at two point two five as as a third line guy. I believe he'll be third. Will he be third line on this team? Probably, unless I'm I'm insane. Um, yeah, Barkov. Well, they, I mean, I don't know what their plans are. I don't think they're done. And I think there's one position where they do need to solidify, and that is goaltending. Uh, you have Sergei Bobrovsky at $10 million. You can't really do much there. I, I don't, sorry, I don't know if Chris Drieger or Drieger is enough. He's like, I'm sorry. I guess. Okay, so he. Drieger played 12 games this year, uh, 2.04 goals against average, 938 save percentage. Yes, I'm not – I just – you need someone to play – like unless Sergei Bobrovsky comes next year, and I wouldn't be surprised because the guy's on and off every other year. But you do need someone to play a little more next to Sergei Bobrovsky. And I don't know how many games Chris Drieger can do that for. Well, I mean, really, he, he's the perfect guy to, like, give a chance to when you maybe get, like, a Grice to go help him out. But then it's just – but Borofsky is just there, and he is just uh, – You know a lot those of money. big, like – I think they're called thromps from Mario. They're, like, the big sure. spiky walk things. And just That's what Sergei Bobrovsky is. Sure, yeah. He's just I guess giant, I'll, like, I'll go. deadly block that you can't move. You just have to try and navigate around. Okay, I'll go with that. <laughs> Uh, just to go back on the, the Leafs thing, just I have a quote. Uh, Duba said the Brody acquisition will be the biggest signing the Leafs make in free agency. So just to put that out there. Not a surprise. Just I want to put that out there. So Petrangelo now. Nah. I mean, yeah. I guess that's just Duba's confirming that. <laughs> Unless is TJ Brody taller? No, I'm not going to. Stop I'm not gonna. it. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> I'm not going to. Is he taller? Um, Does he weigh over 200 pounds? No, Petrangelo is a monster, though. He is a beefy boy. He is. Um, Another beefy boy we can talk about. Josh Anderson, my boy. Yeah, let's talk about him. I was coming back around to the deal. I'm like, I like this trade. You know, it sucks. You know, I'm sorry, Domi, but we have the Centerman. Mm-hmm. I'm fine. I'm like, man, maybe Josh Anderson can get you know some of a shorter term deal. And then the Habs are like, you know what? Bergevin <laughs> once in a while, it's like, yeah, I'm going on a nice streak here. Then he brings Edmondson for three point five. You're like, all right. I mean, worst thing, but you can. It's fine. Well, you can deal with it. The left side's a monster thing. It's big, big a bunch of tough boys. I like it. Was Anderson a seven? Did he get a seven year deal? Just give me a second. I'm at no, no, I'm just at just to confirm. Was it six or seven years? It was, it was seven. Oh, and boy, I got a like, Oh, no, is gonna turn it around here because he, when he starts going one direction, he goes that direction and he decides oh. to go full Tom Wilson deal. And he gave Josh Anderson a seven year contract for 5.5 million dollar AAV, making him. Tied 
for a Jonathan Drouin as Montreal Canadiens top paid forward. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the thing. I got a great this, comparison after. Like this, <laughs> don't say David Clarkson. It's too you don't, easy. Oh, this it is. Like, and this is a massive, massive asterisk. Mm-hmm. This deal could be worth it, but it is oh, a very sure. big ticket. It's putting a lot on one. You know, what's that game like roulette or whatever? Russian you're putting roulette. a lot of money onto one specific. Like, let's say you're putting it on red. Mm-hmm. When there is a very good chance the ball lands on black. This oh. is a now luckily the way this contract <laughs> is structured, it's very buyout friendly. Wait, wait, Adam. Yeah. Is it a bloody big deal? Bloody big ticket, Mike. I love that. I mean, like Anderson, he's had two media availabilities, and he's yeah. he sounded like he's he's confident. He's like, I want to prove everyone wrong, and God, I hope he does. But mm-hmm. man, that's a lot of money. Let me set up a scenario for you here. Sure. The year is 2013. Shorten like sh- season, actually. Funny enough, yeah. they only played 48 games. Yeah. An unsuspected team makes the playoffs mm-hmm. the Toronto Maple Leafs yeah unfortunately James Reimer is pretty good unfortunately they lost to the Boston Bruins in game seven the score mm-hmm. was 4-1 so Dave Nonis general manager at the time better than better than a potato or worse than a potato worse um, worse yes worse said we need to be tougher Mm-hmm. Trades for Dave Boland, who just scored the game-winning goal at the 2013 Stanley Cup Final to beat the Boston mm-hmm. Bruins. That's great. I like that. Yeah. And then he goes on. Dave Nonis again says, "We're going to acquire. We we need to be tougher, right? Mm-hmm. We need that's this is how we're going to get better because our team wasn't garbage enough." They said, "You know what? One guy is going to fix this all. His name." Was David Clarkson? Yes, famous deal. Famous deal. Seven years. Seven years as well. I'm gonna find out how old he was when he signed this deal. Okay. Seven years. Five point two five million dollars. Mm-hmm. Instead of five point five. Okay. Now let me just double check the trade protection because if it is almost the same, it is almost the same, Adam. Mm-hmm. Almost the same. This is a story. And uh, for years two through seven as a modified no trade clause. Yeah. Uh, Clarkson had a no no trade clause and a no move clause for the entire duration. So almost the same. Mm -hmm. Yes. This could either be really good or it can end up like David Clarkson. See, what I will say is, and believe it or not, I have actually gone back before and I've watched the year with the Devils where Clarkson scored that week that was like 30 goals. Sure. Yeah, I think I've so. I've actually gone back and watched that. Okay. Why and would you I do that to yourself? Back and I don't know how it happened. And I've actually gone back and watched Josh Anderson's like 27 goal season. And the difference I'll notice here is David Clarkson, of course, it was all go to the net. Oh, hey, tap mm. in there. 
Uh, Josh Anderson does do that, though. What I have seen is there is a certain amount of finesse to his game. Mm-hmm. And there is some skill and there's a good shot there. Um, yeah. No, Adam, listen, I just wanted to put that. I, I think Josh Anderson's by far the better player. I yes, just want yes. to put that scenario out there for you. Yeah. Um. Listen, he'll probably be second line. And I, I was looking, I was doing some line stuff. I feel okay. like there might be a line of Jonathan Drew and Nick Suzuki and Josh Anderson. Oh. And saying that, I was like, oh, that's pretty, that's pretty good. <laughs> that is that's pretty, pretty good. good. That, that's, that's good. Um, but then again, I, I just, I hope in my whole hearts that this is a good deal for Josh Anderson. So, oh, no, that's great for him. It's oh, yeah. fantastic for Josh Anderson. <laughs> it is um, absolutely beautiful. I hope he flourishes here because as I think I tweeted out, I was like, you got your money and now you have to prove it. And, and uh, to his credit, he very much acknowledged it on his, he was prepared to answer any sort of criticism there. He made sure to emphasize he was healthy and all of that yeah. with his media availability. And, and I guess in the same breath, we should mention that young Max Domi has re-signed with the Columbus Blue Jackets. It's a two-year deal, which interestingly enough walks him Right to free agency. When he will sign a five-year deal with the Toronto Maple Leafs. I'm just joking. Of course. Uh, $5.3 million is the AAV for that deal. Um, And Alex, I don't think he's going to re-sign in Columbus when that's done. Like Max Domi wants to play in the big market. I think Darren Ferris right there was like, right, let's go. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. We're going to be in the real market after this, buddy. I'd be... I'd be surprised if he signed in Columbus again, but I think if Columbus makes some moves and I feel like they're trying here, like you don't ship out. And I guess we already said Marcus New Ivara. They also traded Ryan Murray for another fifth round pick. Nothing. He's really good. Um. Yeah. I mean, he's injury prone, but I don't see how that gets just a fifth round pick in my opinion. Um. I feel like they're making a, they're going to make an offer to Taylor Hall. And, you know, honestly, by the time this episode, like you, you listen to this, literally things could change in an hour. Uh, um, but I doubt that. it. Elliot Friedman's on an NHL network. There were about uh, 20 teams. Tory Krug to St. Louis. Elliot sh- Freeman said hearing Tory Krug to St. Louis. Shut up. Seven years, 6.5. From Pierre Lebrun. Seven years, 6.5. So you're telling... Wait, wait, wait. Wait, 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 wait. wait. What the hell? Are you joking? No, I, go on Twitter. It's oh, I see it. I see it. Oh. Okay, just explain this to me. Explain this to me like I'm five years old. Tori Krug got offered... Six years at 6.5 in Boston, where he's played and where he's flourished. Mm-hmm. And now he's going to go to St. Louis for the extra year. Correct. I don't know if that's a, if, if who's, I don't, I mean, it's not a mistake on Krug's part. No. no. Why wouldn't you offer him the seventh year? If you're Boston? If, yeah. I don't know. I what is their resistance to signing this guy? Unless you know you have to give up, you do have to give up assets, but you have to give up minimal assets to get OEL. 
but you're you're literally saving just under two million dollars in cap space. Well, they, they uh, from what the reports were saying, it was very much a take it or leave it. Leave it. This is the last sort of deal here, Tori. I guess, yeah, that's insane. I can't believe it broke on the show. And that's it. That's incredible. I guess that means, by the way, that Petrangelo's gone. Oh yeah, he's gone. Yeah, they literally re-signed Tori Krug with exactly his salary this year. I I can't wait to see that Tory Krug got a bunch of signing bonuses. That's gonna be hilarious. Probably not, but like Jesus. What were we even talking so about? So what what does that leave the St. Louis Blues with? They're gonna be Krug, Pareko, Dunn, Falk, yeah. Scandella, whoever the hell. See with, with Krug, it was it's really funny that if Petrangelo do you remember? I've just, let me give you a little scenario here. I've just signed with the Anaheim Ducks. Um, I used to play, I was once highly coveted as a left-handed offensive defenseman, but I was shielded by the likes of Colin Pareko and Alex Petrangelo. Who am I? I just won the Stanley Cup as well. Kevin Shattenkirk. Kevin Shattenkirk. And the talk about Tory Krug has very much been like, maybe he looks a little better because he plays with Chara uh, he Carlo. doesn't play. No, I start around them though, and maybe there's there maybe Tory Crew kind of gets exposed here, and we in a few years, and it's almost it's almost a Shattenkirk deal. Like what was his like five or six, and like six point two million dollars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Well, that's the second of the top five gone. It's him and Markstrom now. Jeez, that's um. I mean, Tar Krug's out of the East. <laughs> that is good. <laughs> Man, right? listen, to, listen, listen to this. This is the third seven-year contract Doug Wilson has given as GM of the St. Louis Blues. The previous were Alex Petrangelo and Justin Fulk. Both of those seven-year contracts have the same $6.1 million cap as well. Um, hold on a minute. This is the understand. third seven-year. Oh, no, no. Like, no, Tarasenko was like eight. Also, that's really funny that you got Krug and Falk, and poor Petrangelo is, is gone. Oh. That's an absolute shame how they've treated this man. Yeah, they really did Petrangelo dirty. They, that's an. You really think Justin Falk is that much better? Like that? Like there's what's the difference there? I Astounding difference. That when he was on the ice or Carolina, the team save percentage was significantly lower than that of, uh, of some of his line mates. And he hasn't put up the same offensive numbers that he did back then either when he was like a power play goal scoring god. Listen, I, I get Alex Petrangelo's going to be 31 when the season starts, but come on. He's really good. <laughs> He's probably the second best defenseman in the league. Honestly, yeah. Like behind probably, yeah, behind Victor um, Hedman. Jeez, that was in, uh, that's an that's interesting. That's the longest term deal we've had today. A uh, second was Jacob Markstrom, who apparently turned down a max seven-year deal for six million dollars from Edmonton, goes to Calgary, six million dollars for six years. Alex, that's the um, better choice. And I believe he is thirty years old. Uh, I believe so as well. 
Is it weird for me to say that Calgary is the better choice? See, I was about to just straight away say yes, and I remembered, man, McDavid and Drysdale. <laughs> Adam, I agree. I remember what I said at the beginning of this uh, uh, three years ago. It feels like now. The same issue that that this team has has not changed. If anything, it's going to get worse because Oscar Clefbaum's going to be out potentially for the entire season with with after having that surgery. Mike Smith gone and he wasn't even that good. Sorry. So he's terrible. Though. Sorry. Like do you haven't improved your defense. Oliver Ekman Larson wouldn't come to your team. You couldn't get Jacob Markstrom was offered an extra six million dollar. Like, was you offered him six million dollars more than Calgary, and he still rejected you? Tory Crude takes an, an extra year, and Markstrom gives away another because he's not want to play. Don't right? you see? There's an issue. There, this is massive. Let's talk about the team that he actually he decided to go to here. Um, and boy, doesn't this add another layer to the Battle of Alberta? Um, six years is a lot. Yes. Um, yeah. But it is free agency. And if anyone, if anyone had a question about the top guys still getting paid, well, there's your answer. No, um, they will not be affected. But Calgary get the best goalie since they've, you know, since Mika Kippersol. <laughs> I heard today and I was like, oh, that's a name I haven't heard for a while because he played when I was a kid. Before, I have a, que- I have a question for you because I've been thinking about this ever since I saw. I did shave my mustaches filling in, Alex. Thank you for noticing. <laughs> What's your question? I forgot it. <laughs> I actually forgot the question. I mean, what marks him? Elite goalie. Woo! Him and Big Save Dave. You love to see it. It'll come back to me. Good God. That was, sorry. I don't know what happened there. Um, do you think, oh, here it is. Do you think the Robin Leonard deal changed what Markstrom's market was because I think, and, and I don't know if you would agree with me, I think Mark, uh, Robin Leonard was worth more than $5 million a year. Oh, yeah. Right? Especially what he did in the playoffs. He was great. Do you think that what, do you think Markstrom's market was affected by him signing that deal? Because I do. I mean, he still got $6 million for, I mean, I don't think he was ever going to get seven, but I, when I was, I thought he'd get like, I didn't think he'd get six times six. I think it, it could have been if Edmonton didn't, Edmonton didn't come in and say, hi there, I'll give you whatever you want. Hi. Yeah. Like Edmonton ruined it. I, I can't believe, like, you know what I'd be really interested in, in finding out. And I, I don't think we're ever going to hear about this unless these guys go on spin chicklets once they retire. What is the thought process on not wanting to play, like not going to a market that has Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid and knowing that if both OEL and Markstrom signed or were put into Edmonton, how much better would make that team? Oh, they could, even if you don't have the supporting cast that core, you're I would say, okay, all right. You like, probably win the cup. Why don't you want to sign there? Like, I, I really want to know because it's going to feel my ego. I mean, Sweden, people go skiing in Sweden, right? They're used to the cold. 
But Adam, they offered they him an. Sweets, sure, I know, but they they offered him an extra. They offered him an extra six million dollars, and he still said no, and said no. I'm going to move down the street to Calgary. In in Markstrom's case. You think McDavid, who we'll say this one more time, hope you're doing well because he has uh, he got you know tested positive for COVID. How do you think he feels when he's at home? He's not probably feeling that well, you know, because uh, your your team didn't make the playoffs again, and like you see within a few days, like you couldn't bring this defenseman in, and this goalie has just gone to your biggest rival. That's gotta. He's gotta be. We're talking about Eichel wanting out. I mean. The Oilers still aren't taking any steps forward. I call Ken Holland if I make David and say, what the bleep is going on? Where is my help? Kyle Turris, like, you know what? If they're smart, they try Yessie Pugliarvi with Connor McDavid because at the moment, that's the only help they have. Sorry we made that about Edmonton, Calgary, but I mean, it's just... That's a... You got your goalie. I think... Uh, Calgary and Edmonton saved Vancouver from signing a poor deal because it would have screwed them over. It would have screwed oh, them over. You know who I realized he didn't write down? Braden Holpe. <laughs> Two year deal. Let's talk about Braden Holpe. Yeah, he's not good anymore, but I think this is the, a similar situation. To, to Matt Murray is that he needs a change. I think he needs a change of scenery, and I think things will be different in in Vancouver. In Vancouver, it's to stay away from the pool parties. Yeah, that would be a Good smart Demko, idea. Though. That's a decent mentor. Vesna that is Cup champion. On the, I, I believe Holtby is a BC boy. Uh he no, he is in Albert from Alberta. I believe close enough. Lloyd Minster. That's all. I, I don't know which province that's what? in. I probably, probably, that apologize. sounds like a, like a tracker. The only better mentor on Saskatchewan. the Saskatchewan. Sorry. Sorry. The only better, um, better mentor on the market, I would say, would have been Henrik Lundqvist. So, signed with Washington. That is a great, that's really smart of Washington. Clearly, they don't trust. They don't have that much faith. They don't have as much faith as we all thought they did in Phoenix Copley, which is unfortunate. Great name, but just unfortunate. Phoenix. But I think Henrik Lundqvist, like we've talked about, is still good enough to be a one B. Oh yeah. And and I think, you know, I don't know what you have in Ilya Samsonov. If Ilya Samsonov isn't good enough i think you can still trust lundquist in some sort of 1a capacity if you if you need him to be i wouldn't suggest to start with it but Mm -hmm. my opinion by the way um, yeah oh no oh uh, no 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 signings don't worry um, I wasn't gonna be like oh oh is it the pierre lebrun tweet what, what Pierre LeBron tweet? Hearing that the Bruins didn't make an offer to Krug today. But if, because Pete Blackburn just tweeted, well, you need to add something on offense now. Huh? Because, like, the, he, the offense torque, like, sort of, sort of brings, man, 
if you want to win, is there an organization beside Colorado that Taylor Hall could probably look at and say, yeah. The Boston Bruins. We don't want it to happen because the Bruins. God, God, I hope not. So here's what happened. This is my prediction. This is if he signs with the Bruins, if Taylor Hall signs a short-term deal, they're not going to sign him to a long-term deal. I That's very unlikely. Mm-hmm. Taylor Hall signs like a two-year deal with the Boston Bruins. They trade Jake DeBrusque, a first-round pick. No, not even first-round pick. Jake DeBrusque, a uh, prospect in like a second to Arizona for OEL. Just because they just... Because the they can. Because so. they can. Um, Tyler Johnson got put on waivers, and that was oh. probably the, the most shocking thing that happened today. Shenanigans about to go down in Tampa Bay and Detroit. So he still got a lot of money in some term on his deal. He, uh, him and his agent did give Julian Breezeball and Tampa Bay some teams to work with. Obviously, they couldn't get it done. Now, for those of you who are unfamiliar with how waivers work, because we're not in a new season, the way the order goes when it comes to claiming a player on waivers is everyone can put a claim in, but the person who, or the team that will get the player on waivers is based on reverse order of the standing. Uh, <laughs> I love it. I love the it. Former Tampa Bay general manager, Steve Eiserman, the Detroit Red Wings get first dibs. I love this. And the best <laughs> part is the best part is, is so Freeman talked about it on the last 31 thoughts podcast because there was rumors going around that Patrick Hornquist was going to be put on waivers if they couldn't get the, couldn't get that deal done. And that Mm -hmm. Pittsburgh was going to claim uh, that, sorry, that Florida was going to claim Hornquist. He then said that there's rumors going around. Tyler Johnson's going to be put on waivers, but it's just the conspiracy theorists. Uh, and and now it's fu- now it's bloody happened. I, I love it. I kind of love it. Poor oh man, that's great. But you know what? I think Tyler Johnson. Right? I was like, oh no, Detroit. But then like Bobby Ryan signed in Detroit too, and he well, one of the things he talked about was like talking to Iserman was like, yeah, I'll come to the, a team that you know had a goalie who only had two wins on it. So I think Tyler Johnson's going to be like, Stevie, my man, how's it yeah. going? Thanks for the deal you gave me. Wasn't enough, though, because waivers are BS. Um, yeah, I think he'll slot right behind Dylan Larkin perfectly. Yeah, good player. Stanley yeah. Cup champion. Exactly. And now you're on Detroit. Sorry, dude. Stanley Cup champions, though. To win the Stanley Cup, you need big-name players. And we've just – I almost said we lost one of them. Even, he hasn't died. Justin Williams has retired. Yeah. But like, unfortunately, I, I think he actually has retired. Mr. Game Seven, Conn Smythe winner, multiple time Stanley Cup champion with the Kings, won it with Carolina. Congratulations, Justin. Yeah. What congratulations. Yeah, for sure. Sorry, I got distracted. I have a Pierre LeBron tweet you're absolutely going to want to hear. Okay. Um, hey, Justin, stay retired. Carolina don't need you. Unless you want to come to Montreal on the cheap, welcome to have you. What's the tweet? Don't don't think Petrangelo had closed the door on the Blues, so I think the Krug signing would have caught him by surprise. Oh no! 
No. On the flip side, the Blues probably felt they couldn't wait too long and miss out on the top end replacement. Vegas obviously looked like a strong option for Petro. Um, Elliot also tweeted out 15 seconds ago. Boston GM Don Sweeney delayed his media availability today. We will see what's up because, and you mentioned this earlier, Bruins did not make an offer to Krug as indicated. That's its previous offer, six times 6.6. was no longer on the table. Bruins must have something going on. Don't bring in Taylor Hall. I think Boston's about to make some moves. Speaking of moves, I like moves. I like trades. Yeah. The Golden Knights dumped some salary by trading Paul Stastny with a year left on his deal to the team his dad played for, and he himself played for a little stretch, the Winnipeg Jets. Hallelujah. I don't know. I Because he's old. I understand. But I, I understand. Can he pass the puck well? I hope so. That's all that meant. If I'm, if I'm Patrick Line, if I'm Kevin Shovel Day off. Can this man p- pass the puck well? Yes? Okay. He's your second line center. Just give it to Ehlers. He'll skate it up as he's trying to as a, as he's trying to catch up. Line A gets open. Boom, it's in. Boom. Exactly. You are you have a plan. I think this is more of a stopgap, if I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. Right. I think we were texting last night because they didn't expect Perfetti to drop to 10, which was an absolutely stunning pick for Winnipeg. How Okay, how many years do you think it's going to take Perfetti to be in the NHL? I mean, with all the stuff around him, if he's here next year, I wouldn't be surprised. That's fair. I mean, if not, years if you're conservative about it? Exactly. If not next year, the year after. So I think... I think he's more of a stopgap than he is a long-term replacement. And I think them them signing, bring sorry, bringing back Paul Statsny and getting Perfetti changed a lot of things. Okay. Um, quickly. Yeah. Just going to some draft talk quickly. I wanted to mention, I teased it last episode, season ticket half stuff, got to do yeah. that little Q&A. So it was told to us that these are the people who are going to be on it. We got this email day of it. Caden Gooley, Jeff Molson, Trevor Timmons, assistant uh, general manager of the Montreal Canadiens. He's been there 18 years, fun fact. Oh, wow. And Marc Bergevin. Now, and hosted by Michel Lacroix in ring announcer. I mean, sorry, in state, in arena dude, the French <laughs> yeah. guy who, who's really great. So it starts with Caden Gooley. He's fantastic. Weber's already called him, all right? Jeff Molson comes in. He congratulates him and all this great business. Trevor Timmons comes in and Molson comes back and Trevor's getting nervous because the boss is there. <laughs> and Bergevin didn't show up. And I thought he must have something in the works. Yeah. And he didn't do anything today. Well, he signed Victor Mete. Yeah. <laughs> and Xavier Roulette. That's why he was very busy. Very, very busy, okay? So, remember there was that report about Montreal would only trade the pick if a certain guy didn't fall to them? Yeah. So, Trevor Timmons was talking about how they had been they had their eye on Gooley for a while. And he said something very interesting. He's like, we were surprised he was still there. 
That's your guy. And I was like, ah, I see. And I, I was like, okay, I see what you're doing here, Trevor. So now tell me why, um, tell me who the player was. Okay. That's all I want to know. I want to know what we missed on. I know. It's interesting. Um, that, that supposed Western right winger. Uh, it, may uh, it may have been. But you know what? what? I really like Caden Gooley. Apparently, like, the strengths of this guy is, is like, def- like he excels in separating opponents from the puck. And everything I've read about this guy, and Trevor Timmons was glowing about it, is his, his skating is fantastic. So when yeah. you hear that a guy is a great defense and he great has great defensive play, but then you you know talk about his skating ability, it's like there's potential. There's potential. You can make this guy into something. Yeah. And they also had Luke Tuck, who they selected, Alex Tuck's brother. And what's interesting is the Canadians have had a lot of kind of skilled players they've drafted, right? And Alex Tuck apparently has a very north-south game. A very simplified game. He's actually going to the U.S. Um, training camp in you, a few weeks with a bunch of other Habs prospects. You mean Luke Tuck? Luke Tuck, sorry. Yeah, yeah. you said yeah, yeah. Just make sure. Alex Tuck's brother. So you know what? There were some – I like Montreal's picks. And one guy I want to talk about, Jan Mysak, who a lot yeah. of people said fell to them. So he had a Habs jersey. Like, it wasn't one they must have given him. Because it was an older style one. And it was smaller. And I'm like, okay, so he must have been a Habs fan. Here's what's interesting. He's a centerman and he's Czech. Is he centerman? And I was thinking, hmm? Is he a, I've seen him play. I've seen he was a winger as well. I mean, he could have it be both, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, he, he is. Trevor Timmons said, said oh, he was happy for the pick. Oh, okay. And I was thinking, so you're a young centerman. You may be a Habs fan and you're from the Czech Republic. You must be a Thomas Blacanics fan. What was on the back of the jersey? He didn't show it. It was only the front. And I was like, you So I like, I like who the Habs got. I like it. I like it. And it's ghouly, not ghoul. Is there any, anything else you want to mention when it comes to the Leafs and their picks? No, not the Leafs and their, their picks. Just There's two quick signings we didn't get to. I just wanted to bring up number one the kevin shankirk deal i don't really understand the kevin shankirk deal from anaheim's perspective like what exactly are they trying to get out of like what are the anaheim ducks like i don't necessarily think that was a move to make unless he's like a a filler guy like i don't really know it it just didn't really make sense to me um, what did you think of that? I want Kevin Shattenkirk's agent so badly. I mean, he had a lot of attention. Yeah, I mean, hey, you respect the guy because he turned his career around with the Tampa Bay, you know, sort of stopped there, won a cup, got all his money in New York, and then again is getting a boatload of it from Anaheim. Yeah. What's weird is Anaheim before the pandemic was an internal cap team. They don't get a lot of gate because they're not good. Does Anaheim? That right. and also it looks like their arena is always empty because LA traffic sucks. Sorry, Californian traffic sucks. Yeah. So I don't understand. You have defensemen. You have. Now it's going to start another Joss Manson to the Leafs. And I don't <laughs> want it. No. And this they just is, drafted. I didn't expect to do it. And they just drafted Jamie Drysdale. 
Good picks. Yeah, Chad, what do you do? <laughs> They're going to trade. They always do this. Great to Ducks. pick. Get Great pick. We're going to trade them. It's just, I hate the Ducks. That is my only criticism of Ottawa is you should have drafted Jake Sanders, uh, Jamie Drysdale instead of Jake Sanderson. All right. What That's was the my, other side? Uh, Justin Schultz. Which, oh, yeah, two years for yeah. her Washington? Yeah, they let, so they let Radko Gudis uh, walk. Mm-hmm. Um, they re-signed Brendan Dillon. Like, they have a semi-decent defense. So now it's John Carlson, Dmitry Orlov, Justin Schultz, and uh, Brendan Dillon as kind of your top four. And then you also have Michael Kepney and Nick Jensen. Jensen, sorry. So I believe it was Niskanen's done this, reared it himself, did it. And now Justin Schultz have done this. Just this sort of between, oh. between going from Pittsburgh to Washington. Yeah. I, there's definitely a couple other players that's not uh, coming to mind right now as I look. Carl I Hagelin's believe Carl Hagelin, yeah. 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 There's players in the past who have done it, uh, who have done it as well. I love that stuff. I really, really like it. Okay, one more thing. And there's yeah. a specific reason why I wanted to end the show with this because it's very serious. Oh. The Hockey Diversity Alliance in the NHL seem to have parted ways. And the uh, HDA were the first ones to kind of go out and say, we will be working separately from the NHL. Yeah. Now, we know they wanted, you know, the NHL to sort of do stuff like money towards helping, you know, diversify the game. Um, you know, we were very clear. It's like they were not making demands. There wasn't this sort of you know cutthroat thing here. It was really just stuff for the betterment of hockey. The reason right. we talk about this is because again, we do not want everyone to forget about why sports leagues all across the world went on protest. Sorry, boycotting games and all that because social change still needs to happen. Mm-hmm. And Will Baldwin tweeted out the perfect tweet that NHL PR is just meh, out the window. This is a terrible look for the NHL. A terrible look. Do you want my honest opinion? Sure. This isn't a surprise. That's fair. That's fair. I don't, I don't know what else. Like, I don't know what else to say. Like, I, I can't, I don't, I don't want to, I'd rather not quote it because I don't remember off the top of my head. But there was the whole thing, of the rumors going around of what the NHL was asking them to sign. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it looked unreasonable. Um, now, just quickly, I do have the statement from the HDA, which I'll just quickly read here. Um, the hockey divert, sorry, quote, the. Hockey Diversity Alliance is not satisfied with the NHL's anti-racism work and will no longer operate hand-in-hand with the league as a result. The HGA is grateful for the support from the public we received. Unfortunately, the support we we hoped to get from the NHL was not delivered and instead the NHL focused on performative public relations efforts that seemed aimed at quickly moving past important conversations about race needed in the game. The organization said in a statement um, obtained by Frank Saravelli on Wednesday. 
We have waited many months for a response to the common sense HDA pledge we propose, and it is clear that the NHL is not prepared to make any measurable commitment to ending, sorry, to end systematic racism in hockey, the HDA continued. While we are disappointed, the HDA will operate separate and independent of the NHL and authentically implement education programs and changes to the sport and seek to role model sorry, and seek to be role models for the youth in black and brown communities who want to play hockey. The NHL unveiled a series of anti-racism initiatives in conjunction with the NHLPA in early September, which included mandatory inclusion and diversity training for every player. Uh, these, sorry, this is after the HCA statement. Um, those strategies came less than a week after the HCA presented its plan to players, which laid out the steps recommended after the alliance and caused the players to convince the league to postpone games for two days. Seven current retired Sorry, seven current and retired NHL players of color founded the HDA. And then, of course, you know, the rest of the article isn't really important there, but it's just mentioning all, all the members. Um, I just, it was one thing, Alex, that I was very, by that was from uh, Josh Goldsmith on this, from the score. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of what I feared a lot from when everything happened is that after the playoffs, after the draft, after free agency, we would, everyone would kind of forget what was happening. Adam, one second. Just keep talking. I just got mm-hmm. just do something. One second. Yeah. Um, Go. <laughs> and it seems that, hello everyone, that, that the HDA has, you know, um, kind of called out the NHL on that. And it's just so disappointing to see the league actually sort of, uh, it's weird to say meet expectation here, but that's exactly what we all, Alex, you decided, and, and I agree, you almost expected the league to sort of screw it up. <laughs> or just maybe it's not them screwing it up, it's them saying, yeah, we're not interested. I can, okay. There's the, the talk, the, this is the talk that I've heard. Uh, is that why do they have to do anything? And I'll give you one very, uh, you know, I'll give you two reasons. Number one, uh, you don't, if you are making the claim that your sport is for everyone, yet there is multiple examples, multiple examples that prove otherwise, then yes, you have to do something or stop, stop saying it. Like it's very simple. Stop saying, cause it's not, it's clear. It's clearly not. Um, my second one, I can, let's break this down. Like I can break this down even further. It, it, let's break this down to the economics of the NHL and its popularity because everyone seems so keen on that. Mm-hmm. I have here. So, uh, is Gen? Are we Gen Z? I don't even know. Do you know uh, if we're Gen Z? I think we are. Okay, so we're not millennials. We're too no. That. Yeah, only Ron Hansey is a millennial. Um, all uh, so the the articles just Gen Z are less interested in most sports most sports properties than general public. All adults, the NHL interest 
is 38% in the survey. Gen Z, 25%. Do you want to know where that ranks? Second last. Do you know who's in front? What's in front of it? In here, is this just like general, like all sports, like North American ones? Like one, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, ten leagues. So last is WNBA, then the NHL. That's a shame. They're doing really well. They're doing a lot. Okay, yeah. Yeah. The NHL, NASCAR, UFC, MLB, Mm -hmm. college basketball. Esports, esports, college football, NBA, and NFL top the list. So let's break this down from a economic standpoint. It's clear that Gen Z is uh, is extremely interested in making sure that people are included, and it's very fair. I agree with that as well. When you don't do that, that leaves them less interested. So they will not interact with, like, this is very basic economics. They won't interact with your league. Therefore, there is less interest, less money. Mm-hmm. So if you spend the, little, the extra money on this, you will get more money. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like, it's just the plain, simple thing. And I, I understand that's not what the reason they're doing it for. I'm just breaking it down for the people who are so interested in the pure economics of the league. No, I was going to say, we all, we all laughed at Max Kellerman when he said, no one cares about hockey. Prove me, prove, prove, like, tell me why, tell me, tell me why he he's wrong in Florida. Tell me why he's, tell me why he's wrong in Texas. Other than the 16, the 16,000 fans inside and outside of the arena, uh, prove me, like, prove me wrong in Toronto, thousands of fans inside thousands of fans outside. Nowhere else. It's outside of those six big markets. <sighs> no one cares. Yeah. Even like in Toronto, the Raptors are, I don't know how long it's going to be until all of a sudden they're Toronto. They may already be Toronto's team. I was, I was telling you at the beginning of, uh, on Wednesday, I was, <laughs> we were talking about the, the draft in my reporting sports class. And apparently like, I was the one asked about no one else give, cared that much about the draft in my 25 person class. Mm-hmm. And these are people who enjoy sports. Mm-hmm. It's there's something I was thinking of. But sorry. I, I sorry. Remember for the life of me. Um, it's and you know, I remember it never ceases to make me want to rip my hair out when you like, you see the announcement on Twitter, the HTA is you know, separate, right? And I look at the replies and I'm like, I know what I'm about to see. And you see the one guy who's, oh, they always say the same thing. Thank God I want politics out of sports. And it's like, you, how many times do you have to scream? This is good. So when Lewis Hamilton Mm. almost got in trouble for his, his Brianna, like arrest, murders Brianna Taylor, luckily the FIA kind of realized how stupid that was and didn't do anything about it. But Somebody said, "Great, get politics out." And Mercedes like mm-hmm. responded, "Is like no, I saw human that. rights." Like, what if people are just gonna realize? It's like, no, it's no, that's fine. Treat people equally. Uh, again, 
and and I've said this before. They're just a lot of people at the end of the day are hypocrites because the same people watching the UFC watched Colby Covington, a UFC fighter with his gimmick of supporting or whatever, if even it's even if it's not of supporting Donald Trump had the make America great again had on on an interview after his fight had Donald Trump on speakerphone after the interview. So you tell me to get politics out of sports, no more national anthems. I don't want the flags in the air. I, I want to like, I, and all respect to these people. I don't want Luke's troops. I don't want loops troops. I don't want no one's troops, no one there because it's all political. It's turned every, everything is now political. So I want nothing. I don't want national anthems. I want the game to start at seven o'clock and that's it. By the way, um, if you're a Ryerson student listening to this, because I know a few of you do, can we stop generalizing anyone who's a white guy who likes sports and not saying like, yeah, I'll let you you deal with that one. Cause I, it's, um, it's, you know how I feel. Saying like everyone who's white and likes sports is like no. ah follows no like, not allowed to generalize. Some of us like it's... some of us actually do like care about this stuff. Like some of us oh. people people in the thing we're doing it. And it's like guys like don't generalize us. That's not cool. Like we have talked yeah. about we had an entire episode dedicated to this stuff. We've had multiple episodes where literally whenever it's talked about doing it, mm-hmm. but that's okay. It's fine. I wish Daniel was here too, but uh, hopefully he's. Oh, here I guess we we never even addressed Daniel. If, yeah, but you know. <laughs> you know what? Daniel's actually been silent the entire episode. If you're listening to this. No, he just he's, he's <laughs> trying to join, but his, his router just keeps crashing. <laughs> By the way, is it me or do I sound normal again? You do actually sound normal again. That's why I asked you. I like your jaw. Is it better or or what's going on there? Fans are still there. I haven't. Nothing's changed since the last episode. It's just, I guess it's the, the swelling's gone. The a lot of the swelling is gone. Yeah, I can feel it inside, but it's it's it's, it's still not there. like right. You didn't look like Crosby with mumps. If I'm be, I was gonna say it, but I felt bad the first time I saw it. I'm like, I'm not gonna. Man, I don't want to ruin his day, so I'll just wait till he's better. My mom was laughing at me after she saw the video of that episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh that was good okay um, i don't have anything else to say i am assuming we're both gonna double check twitter yeah um now normally i i hate doing long episodes but today um because it's free agency it felt like it was an hour and a half time. yeah hmm? i said it was just an hour and a half today was it yeah. Oh, thank God. Okay, cool. I thought we were wrong. No, no. Right. Um, who's winning tonight, by the way? Uh, the Heat or the uh, LeBron? And- <laughs> Heat or LeBron? Probably uh, LeBron. 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 <laughs> the Lake. Yeah, LA Lakers. <laughs> Lakers. I don't know. I almost called them the Royals. I know that's Kansas in the MLB. I love how you just, well, I mean, they're more, yeah, whatever. It's LeBron, I, and, AD. It's LeBron and AD and then anyone else. I, I do think. This series is going to be over uh, tonight. So by the time you uh, listen to this, or by the time it's up, the game's probably going to be over. Good luck to whoever wins. I guess Hopefully I don't know. Taylor Hall is a Montreal Canadian by the time you see this. No, f- well, I don't like. It'd be a great signing, like you put on Twitter about TJ Brody. I hate Montreal getting better, but it's a great signing. Mate, 
Sounds like you just quoted me there. Um, I did, I did. Or Craig Smith. All right. Um, if you liked this episode, of course, of course you did. Um, be sure to do all the things. Check out the YouTube version for a visual experience. I don't know how the lighting got, but my moustache is... Instead of just growing it in November, I thought I'd have it looking all right and just present it for November. Maybe keep it afterwards. Probably smart. Not. That's smart. Um, if you enjoy, yeah, check out the YouTube Instagram. Check out my YouTube channel. A Habs video is coming soon. I just wanted to get on here and see how I sounded, and maybe I can put a, a nice little thing together. I just don't want to wait for free agency to come and calm down. Um, thank you, The Voice, as always, for being a great platform for the show. Um, check us out on iTunes. Leave a five-star review. If you didn't like the show, let us know why. We'll work on it. Unless you don't like us talking about politics, it's not politics, it's human decency. Um, on Spotify, follow us there. Right? Why not? Um, hello to Radic. Special shout out there. Um, don't worry. He's okay. a cool guy. I'm, yeah. I'm not worried. I'm his favorite YouTuber. <laughs> okay. Right. Okay. Then. Okay. Bye. See you guys. Bye.